Hey everyone, good day to you. Uh, I almost said good morning. I caught myself though. Uh, good day and welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. This is episode 50. You're hearing the uh, almost awake tones of Tom and I am joined as always by Jim. Jim, how are you today? Almost awake as well. So I think we're ready to rock. <laughs> Sweet. Well, we are back this week with episode 50 and it is going to be all Ring of Honor centric. There's been a lot happening in the pro wrestling world in the last week. We'd love to spend time on that. Um, but life and our timing and this podcast are all colliding. So we are really here to kick off um, season two or the second half of the year with our head-to-head picks. And this weekend, uh, Saturday or Sunday, excuse me, coming up July the 11th is Ring of Honor Best in the World. And it's the first show back for Ring of Honor with fans. And it is uh, their second pay-per-view of the year. Am I correct on that? They had anniversary show. Anniversary show. Yep. Okay. Yep. So um, emanating from Maryland. So they're, they have 11 matches on their card. So we have to get right into this. And um, as you know, have been listening, Jim and I do picks for all the the major pay-per-view events, uh, save for impact wrestling. uh, And, we keep a tally, and so we are at zero zero with our records. Uh, ironically enough, Jim, I hope this landed with you in the last week when you were thinking about this podcast and the show. Uh, when we started at 2021, the first events we did were the combined Wrestle Kingdom events. There were 11 matches there over two nights, and here we are again, oh. starting with 11 matches. So I, I um, hadn't thought of that, but you're 100 right. I do remember that now. Yeah, so we've got a lot of matches to pick, and it should uh, it should set the tone for me to be in a dominant position once again as we kick off this competition. And uh, I was hoping Jim would give me more than just a "Okay, buddy, I got you." Uh, for those of us, for those of you watching us on on our YouTube stream, uh, Jim looked at me like I was crazy. I had two heads, uh, and maybe he feels that way. <laughs> no, I would never say that, Tom. At least not out loud and on a recording. Um... <laughs> So, um, Tom, I've got a online coin to flip uh, if we want for who picks first. Sure. Does that yeah. work? We didn't that really works. talk about how we we're going to do that. Uh, let me just click here quickly and share it. There we go. It even says Jim or Tom nice. uh, for those who are watching on the YouTube. So we'll just click it here, see what happens. So, oh, no. I, one more flip at the end. Jim, I get the win. Uh, all right, so I get to pick first. I don't know if that's a blessing or a curse at this point, because um, I got to pick first almost the whole first half of this year, and it didn't help me. Um, before we pick, really quick, Tom, are you uh, planning on watching Sunday night? I think so. And I, I realize so. this is always a this is a yeah. coin as well, right? Yeah. Well, so again, Ring of Honor makes it really easy with Honor Club, and you know, plunking punk, down ten bucks and being able to stream it. Um, that makes a lot of sense. The timing is late enough on Sunday night, and I don't think there's enough other stuff happening in the world. Um, so, like, I won't compete with plans during the day or whatnot. Uh, I would say there's a good probability. Um, the, the sad part is if I don't watch it live Sunday, I, next week's really hairy. So I have I really have to watch it live um, for me to really get into it. Um, that, will, that being said, if I don't and I try to stay spoiler-free, I was able to stay spoiler-free on dynamites road rager this week which was really nice but we're not talking about that so just right. con- contextually like i it, it is possible to stay spoiler free which you and i both know we just had that blasted social media that gets in the way yeah i i had uh, one thing from road rager spoiled but i didn't know what that individual did and we'll talk more about that next week um but i knew that that he showed up and i think everybody knows what i'm talking about there but um Anyways, right, not AEW. So my, I will not see it live on Sunday, but I actually took Monday off as PTO so that I can watch this pay-per-view nice. um, because it's the first Ring of Honor show back with fans. You and I have been Ring of Honor fans since literally day one. Uh, you were at the first show. I was not. But um, so, yeah, this this feels fun for me that Ring of Honor is getting fans back. I'm excited to see it. I think they've got some really good matches, too. Um, so let's get into it and start talking about matches. Match number one, uh, they have two matches on the hour one show, which is on YouTube and the stir app and honor club and Facebook. And I think if you just close your eyes, you're going to be able to see hour one, basically it's everywhere. Um, but uh, the first of those two matches is the uh, kind of odd pairing that they've been doing lately of uh, PCO and Danhausen versus the somewhat newly heel bouncers, uh, beer, 
Beer City Bruiser, easy enough to say, uh, has been showing heelish tendencies for longer. And then Brawler Malonis uh, turned as well here a month, month and a half ago on TV, or maybe week by week. I don't remember. Somewhere he turned. So the heel bouncers kind of in a new half versus PCO and Danhausen, who are a new team. Uh, let's see, I've got the first pick because I won that coin flip. So, um, you know, I could go either way on this. I, I'm going to go bouncers just because I think with their new heelish, there's probably more to do with them. And I don't think PCO and Danhausen necessarily need to win to stay over. Um, so I'm going to go. I don't have a ton to say about this. There's not a ton of storyline behind this match. I'm going to go bouncers on the first match. <clears throat> Yeah, for sure. And I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give a, a prefacing statement for a few different things. And I show, I know, I know we'll weave in and out of our conversation this morning with 11 matches and with the build from their last major event, which was the anniversary show to this. I feel like this is just a little too much. And some of the things like storyline, like the example you just gave of, you can't remember specifically when this bouncer's turn really happened. Right, so it's not super fresh, and they really haven't been on TV that I can recall in the last two months. Maybe, maybe it's been a month, but it feels like longer. So, um, I'm this is great because I'm going to go PCO and Danhausen because I think that with this match probably being the opener, uh, they are going to want to get the fans excited, and and and, and PCO and Danhausen as a duo being wacky does that. So. Awesome. We are already off to the races. <laughs> and and you're if it is definitely the opener, it, it almost assuredly will uh will be that. So hey, we've got a couple of live watchers as well this morning. Um so welcome in. I believe Annette is one of them. So thank you uh for hopping in and watching as we chat this morning. I think that might be the first time we've ever had some well, no, I think Annette watched one other time and Greg watched one time, but uh, normally don't have those. So thank you for being here this morning. Uh, all right. Uh, and yeah, if it is the opener, Tom, you're, you're probably dead on the PCO and Dan House. And that, that would have been the, the reason I went that way too. But uh, the second match, I think, will be far better in ring uh, of the two in hour one. And that's Ray Horace versus the new uh, Demonic Flamita. I kind of like that they're um, actually using that as his name and not just saying like Flamita is demonic or something. So Tom, you get the first pick on what I think is going to be a heck of a match. Or a, you know. Yes. Yeah. This actually, I think other than the world title match, it's probably going to be, uh, and I hope they give the opportunity to be the best match on the show. Uh, these two will tear it up. Uh, I mentioned a few weeks back that I had been going back and trying to like get through some old PWG DVDs that I purchased and never watched. Well, these two were both uh, on those shows. So I've been seeing a little bit more outside of ring of honor with both Horace and Flamita. Um, so I'm excited about this because these guys are tremendously talented. Uh, I think Flamita coming off of Survival of the Fittest and having him go out early, which is a surprise to me, um, I think they're going to really give him the chance to excel uh, in maybe that middle tier heel space, which is weird because I, I couldn't tell you right off the top of my head who's the baby face he should oppose right now. But maybe that will become clearer after Sunday. Flamita is my pick to win this match. Yeah, and I like that their story here. Obviously, they all, both were members of uh, Mex Blood, and uh, with Bandito, who we're going to be talking about towards the end of the show. Uh, so their storyline here as to why they're both going at it. Uh, they're both phenomenal in ring talents. I I can't say enough about each one of them, and and I agree with you, Tom. Uh, we're not going to go different on this one, Flamita. I think there is upper mid to um, main event talent in Flamita. Horace. I like Horace, but I just don't think they're pushing him at the same level that they're pushing Flamita at this point. Um, he'll have his time, and 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 I think he'll be fine. Um, but Flamita seems to be the guy. And, and depending on how the uh, world title match shakes out, which I think is going to be an interesting conversation here in a little while, um, you know, Flamita Bandito, if it goes that way, I mean, there's obviously an unresolved issue there between those two. I don't know if they go straight to that or not regardless of the outcome of the main event. But uh, Flamita, I think, gets this win. I I could see them starting with this match, too, although you then you put the heel over because I don't see Horace winning. But because they would come, um, as our friend John likes to say, straight out of the gates. Um, I mean, action, high-flying, all of that kind of stuff. So I, I could see either one. I agree with you. The PCO Danhausen almost has the, uh, 
the the bushwhackers feel of you know a fun opening match, uh, a fun opening team. But uh, Flamita and Horace would definitely get the the fans going um, as well. So, um, but the heel wins this match. I think both of us feel that way. So, well, I know both of us do because we've said it. Flamita wins this match, and we move into <clears throat> excuse me the pay per view as a whole. I gotta admit. The first match here on the pay-per-view that I have in my order, uh, I I would flip this match onto hour one, to be perfectly honest, and I would have put Horace and Flamita on the pay-per-view. But <clears throat> that's, I agree. that's just me. Uh, and you, apparently. So the two spot monkeys need to be booking this card because we'd have done it different. But uh, the Briscoes, who are now back together after their no-contest fight on the farm, beat the holy snot out of each other, um, and now... They're good, apparently, according to Papa Briscoe and themselves. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Briscoes take on the odd pairing that's been going on for a while. PJ Black just returning from injury and Brian Johnson. Um, <clears throat> look, the Briscoes are winning this match. Um, <clears throat> there's there's not much to say. I think Brian Johnson is a really fun heel. I love him on the mic. If he doesn't make it as a wrestler, although I think he's very good in the ring, he's just really small. So that may hold him back at times. He could be, if they will use him as a manager, holy smokes, that guy could be an awesome manager. Um, He can talk like crazy. Black's good in the ring, but yeah, they just put the Briscoes back together. They're not losing their first match. Well, I guess their second match back together because they're facing a couple of dojo guys on TV this weekend. But the Briscoes win this match. Not much to say about that. Yeah, the storyline is going to be interesting to watch play out because... Uh, you know, from probably final battle last December to now, it's been really like this really wonky relationship between Jay and Mark. So they, they clearly figured that out. I, I'm not really a huge fan of the way they figured it out. That fight on the farm was something. Uh, it wasn't horrible, but also wasn't like great. If you would have asked me last week um, with Ring of Honor TV, the order of those two matches, I feel like they're really underselling and under promoting the pure title but that's a different conversation but we'll get to that here on, on this conversation later this morning too um i mean the briscoes are potentially part of the the statues of the ring of honor hall of fame right the, the, arguably they they belong there um jay probably a little bit more so than mark uh it's it's it, you really can't with them both being here unless the one of them is out injured or tending to a family matter like maybe a wife has a child or what have you um, they have to be kind of programmed together unless they're opposing one another. And we've done that. So getting them back on the tag team train and then kind of renewing their spirit to go for the next, I think, I think it's the 12th or the 13th title run. Uh, it's, it's a storyline that is just, it's there. It's, it makes sense in theory, pro wrestling booking 101. Uh, I do like that they're starting from the bottom and I do appreciate that they are having the dojo guys match whoever that might be on TV this weekend before this on the pay-per-view. Uh, not that I don't disagree that Black and Johnson are, are the bottom of the barrel because they really aren't well-established going back for a while. Uh, but it's going to be fun to watch the Briscoes kind of climb the ladder. And then who will that who will the champs be when they eventually get to that point? I, it, it's, I would say, you know, we've done this before when we've done Pick'em's for Ring of Honor. When we, with, we thought the card would be here, it's not really close at all to what it actually is. So I will say that I think the Briscoes will be in the position to win the tag belts at final battle, but I also would not be surprised if it happens before that. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and that was what I was thinking was final battle as well. That makes sense. Um, I got to be honest, there's part of me, I love the Briscoes, and I love the Briscoes in Ring of Honor, but I, I'd love to see the Briscoes outside of Ring of Honor too. And I think there's a lot of... Um, really interesting matches out there for them uh, that they just aren't going to get in Ring of Honor. And uh, I feel like we've seen a lot of this in Ring of Honor. So I love them, but you know what you're getting at this point. Yeah, and I don't know if I said formally, but I am picking the Briscoes just so we are clear. Same pick there for both of us. The one thing with the Briscoes is, you know, I think they're going to be forever embedded in the Ring of Honor landscape. And I think that, that the professional business that they run in terms of the family-like farm and like, I believe they're chicken farmers. If I'm not mistaken, that's not just a gimmick. Like that is lucrative. So like they, they can't go perhaps and go do a tour of New Japan or do Impact or another promotion. I don't see AEW, even though that'd be a great spot or at least WWE at all. I know that was on the table a few years ago. I thought they went to the PC for a tryout. Um, because yeah, of the, 
Jason got them in trouble. Yeah, yeah, and well, and, be, and because I think they have that business that's like really like their bread and butter, no pun intended. Like it, to walk away from that, to not to not put someone else in charge. I don't see the Briscoes right. being people who are like, yeah, we're going to hire someone else to to be in charge. They seem like the type of people to be like, we're not, we're the owners, we're the proprietors, so on and so forth. No, hundred percent agreed. Um, yeah, so there we go, Briscoes. Uh, so let's see one, three, that means Tom, you have the first pick on the next match, the match. I am just looking forward to more than any match on this show. As anybody who listens to this would know EC three flip Gordon, <sighs> Tom. No, and, 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 yes. I know why you're saying I'm saying too, because I just don't understand. Like, I know that there is some stuff here. This goes back to like, the comment that I made with the bouncers. Like the, 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 this, this issue is not hot enough for me between the two. Cause there's not been enough consistent TV build for me to really care one way or the other. And like the only thing that we know coming out of this is that flip Gordon does have a title shot in his pocket and we'll be facing whomever the champion might be at glory by honor in august however before that what so gordon has a shot or gordon has a match this weekend on tv against pj black and then this match sunday i think pro wrestling booking if you want to break it down to the simplistic piece is that gordon goes over but ec3 arguably is a name and he's a name that he's not really been able to get out of the gate in ring of honor at all like he lost to jay briscoe at the anniversary show uh so I don't I this is literally you want to bring up that coin flip graphic again we flip <laughs> a coin. I, I mean that, that's how I feel to an extent. Um I'm gonna pick Flip Gordon and I'm not confident at all on that pick. I just think because he's got the title shot, um they're gonna keep him strong and and, and maybe there's maybe this feud is bigger than just this one pay-per-view, and that gives him him EC3 the chance to pursue Gordon longer. I'm, I don't know. I'm, it's a hope and a prayer right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anybody who listens to this podcast regularly knows my uh, complete and utter disdain for Flip Gordon. Um, and I agree with you. I, Ring of Honor TV has been really good, but they might be the the show that I, that I think is suffering from the one hour um, time frame that they have. You know, we just had Survival of the Fittest and like two or three of the qualifying matches were on their week-by-week show. Um, If you were going to do EC3 and Flip Gordon here, maybe have them somehow involved in Survival of the Fittest and have one of them cost the other their match or their qualifier or something. I don't know. Um, And they both would have fit in the the, uh, format that they use this year of people who have never been Ring of Honor champion. And I think maybe never had had a shot at the title and they weren't ranked. Um, now I guess Gordon is ranked, um, in the world title division. I think he is because he's got that title shot, but, um, I don't know. I'd have to look at their, their recent rankings. Again, those are on week by week and not on their website, which is hard to pull up then when we want to have that conversation around those things. But, um, yeah, this is, I don't know. This is a match I just don't care about. Um, and, and EC3, I want to care about. Like, I was excited when he came into Ring of Honor. I thought it was going to be really interesting. And it just, like you said, hasn't really gotten going. Um, you know, obviously, he had to miss the tapings at the one time with, with COVID stuff. Um, but he's been back since then. And, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I should care more about him than I do. And they haven't given me enough reason to, unfortunately. And, and Flip Gordon is Flip Gordon. But I, I'm with you. He's got a title shot at their next show's. Uh, which are TV tapings. I did hear an interview with Joe Coff yesterday. Um, those will be taped. Uh, they'll, they'll be shown live on Honor Club. They're going back to kind of their old method that they were doing before the pandemic. Be shown live on Honor Club, and then at least parts of it, maybe all of it, will be shown um, on their TV show as well, which works for me because then if I have Honor Club and watch them, I don't have to worry about the fact that I don't get the TV until Monday night uh, for a fight. So that that's okay with me. Uh, Flip Gordon wins, though, because he's got the world title shot, and Flip Gordon wins and the world is happy, I guess. I don't know, except me. Um, I would say the world is not including Jim. That was going to be my comment. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, wah, wah. I guess that's when I need to make my snack on Monday while I'm watching the show. Let's go into uh, what they're booking or, or uh, 
booking isn't the right word, promoting uh, first time ever match, Jay Lethal and Brody King, the first match that they announced for this show. And I, you and I both talked on the show about how it was a little bit like, okay, um, this is the first match we're going to do. Um, and that says she cares that I don't care about flipping EC3. So good. I'm, I'm glad that uh, that resonates. Uh, so Lethal and King, uh, I, I have heard, I haven't watched it. Um, King had a promo, might've been on week by week this week, or it might just be on their YouTube that somebody said was a, a completely fire promo, just great promo from King, which would be great to see because I don't feel like promos have necessarily been his strong suit. Uh, so that's, that's interesting. I, this is a match really, Tom, again, pick up, bring that coin back up. Um, Violence Unlimited has been booked pretty well so far. I mean, as strong, they've been booked strongly. Uh, Brody King obviously was in the world title picture. Uh, Jay Lethal, obviously, he's, he's the franchise in Ring of Honor. I mean, if we were talking about Mount Rushmore of Ring of Honor or, you know, the statues, like you said, you, the Briscoes would be there. Jay Lethal would have to be on there, you would think as well. Uh, so I, I can see this going either direction. Uh I could also see this, and I'm not going to predict this because it just feels like fool's gold to do it. I could see this turning into a DQ or something, a double DQ or some, you know, a brawl that goes to the back. Or I hope they don't do that. Don't do that on pay-per-view. Do that on TV to build your pay-per-view. That's fine. But don't do that on pay-per-view. So I hope they don't. I don't know, and I'm not going to. This will be really slow on my confidence picks when we do our picks uh, for our fantasy wrestling league because I really do feel like either could go. I just think Brody King has more to gain from a win here than Jay Lethal. So I'm going to go Brody King and be totally unconfident about that pick. Um, but I think he just has more to gain from a win. Yeah, I think I, I don't, I mean, don't want to dissuade you by any means because my picks are the same. So we're, we're good there, but I want to, I want to dig into your opinion about, I think how highly you're rating Jay Lethal. And it's not a bad thing, but I think that really ring of honors time to promote and push Brody King is now. Um, and, and not that it couldn't happen later, but I believe that King gets a statement win here at a staple event over an established talent. And I don't think that it hurts lethal at, at all in, right. in taking a loss. So that's all, those are all the factors that are leading me to, to make my decision and pick Brody King without a doubt. Again, when we talked earlier in the year about Ring of Honor, we talked at the 19th anniversary show, which is right where Violence Unlimited debuted. We kind of thought Best in the World was going to be the potential culmination of LFI and the foundation. And now we are not even... We got a third party in that mix, and and it's all over the map in terms of what the feud looks like. There's a lot of cross, and this is an example of that with Foundation versus Violence Unlimited. But yeah, I believe Brody King. I really think that they have the opportunity, Ring of Honor, to set up some really strong world title challengers in the second half of this calendar year, and even entering to 2022, if they do it right, they can start that process here with Brody King if they if they make that decision. Um, I can't imagine Jay Lethal getting the win here. And I and to your comment too, I hope that they don't do something fluky with like a no contest or a DQ. So just to, to go back to your opening comment on that, Tom, do you would you not put Jay Lethal on a Mount Rushmore or statue of Ring of Honor? No, absolutely I would. He definitely <clears throat> deserves to be there. Yeah. So so without a doubt, but I don't I feel like, you know, as talent cycles up and talent cycles down in their kind of trajectory of of how they're booked, lethal is on, I don't want to say he's on a downward trend because I think he's makes makes a strong point of making the foundation valid. He's he he though almost to me is the homicide of the foundation where homicide is on violence unlimited. If that makes any sense, I hope I hope, my, I hope the statement I'm trying to like make there. It, it, he does it, right now feel like the fourth member of the foundation. If you rank that, them, that, that's that's what I'm getting after, right? And and nothing against homicide, but homicide's better, best days are, are beyond him or or past him. Uh, but he's that veteran presence that gives some credibility and name to the group. Yeah, no, and, and I hear you on that. Um, I guess my thought is is I look at Lethal almost like Cody and AEW in that. It, it's hard to always it's hard to pick against him on pay-per-view because I feel like they just even when it doesn't necessarily make all the sense in the world they 
give him a win on pay-per-view. Um, which again, Cody's record on pay-per-view, not as great as I thought it was. So, um, you know, maybe I'm totally wrong in my feeling on that, but only when I pick him does he win. <laughs> right. we, we've, just, we've established that really clearly. Yes. Um, and, and I think we know his match for all out, but we'll talk about that next week or, or in later times anyways. At least I think that's where they're headed because they're only, well, you know, six weeks out, I think, from all out, something like that. But anyways, AEW next week or we'll be here all day if we uh, talk all the AEW NXT and Loch Ness Monsters. But anyways, all right, there's my moment. Uh, I didn't go on my rants, I promised. All right. Last man standing match between Josh Woods and Silas Young. Uh, they are one and one against each other. Uh, in previous matches. So, Tom, you have the first pick here uh, with Woods and Silas in the last man. What do you think is going to go on with the last real man? Will he be the last real man standing? Yeah. Okay, no, I like it's all good. I, I see what you're doing there. Um, my, my pick here is Josh Woods. Uh, again, I think this is another opportunity for Ring of Honor to say, hey, we've got some guys and gals, and I know the gals will be with the women's tournament that'll be forthcoming somehow, somewhere, someplace. Uh but Josh Woods is a guy that I think they can really choose to get behind. He's goofy when he does promos. I'm not really buying what he's selling there. But in the ring, in the ring, he's been good. And and this this actual match has one of the better stories entering this show. Silas Young is one of those guys that I think is incredibly underrated, and unfortunately, probably will never get the the due that maybe he deserves because of his in ring acumen just because of how he's been used. Um, that being said, he has had opportunities in Ring of Honor, former TV champion. I think that, though, this is time to start, again, much like the Brody King piece to get, kind of give, give him a super boost on, on the push train. I think you do this here with Josh Woods. I hope they don't do something fluky. It ties in from the last pay-per-view. Young screwed Woods out at the last pay-per-view. It led to their issue. They had the match on TV. Woods got the Duke there, but now they're headed here for this. I think Woods wins the feud, and this is where he does it by winning this match and keeping Silas Young down. Yeah, I I agree with with everything you've said there. I mean, um, putting Silas Young over, the only reason you do that is if you're continuing the feud, to me, because Woods has to win this feud. That You're using this feud to help establish Josh Woods. Um, and and although we've seen it done in WWE, last man standing feels like it should end a feud, right? So, I, yeah, Josh Woods is my pick here, too. I agree. Good story that they've been telling with these two. Uh, but Woods almost sometimes, I think in his promos, I agree with you totally, Tom. I think in his promos, Woods tries to come off as Riddle a little bit. Kind of that, you know, legit athlete MMA guy, you know, can go in the ring and but has wants to be a little aloof. I mean, definitely not. He's not trying to do a riddle impersonation at all, but it that's what it kind of reminds me of. But it also comes off as second rate riddle when he does it. Um, I, I'd almost rather just see him be a MMA killer, you know, and, and just I'm gonna come in, I'm going to tap you out or I'm going to knock you out or I'm going to whatever. Um yeah, the, uh, I don't mind personality, but it just the two things don't mesh. I agree, and maybe he'll figure out the way to make them the mesh eventually. And and he's young in the business and, and figuring it out. But Josh Woods, if he doesn't win, they've lost their mind. To be perfectly honest, before we go to the next match, you brought up the women, so I just wanted to bring up uh, Maria Canellas Bennett is going to uh, reveal the brackets for the women's tournament on the pay per view, which I think is strange. Because in two weeks, Quinn McKay is taking on Mandy Leone. Mandy Leone already in the tournament. And if Quinn wins, she gets a ticket to gold and into the tournament. So how are we revealing the brackets on Sunday when we don't know if Quinn's in the tournament yet? It'd be a blank spot, obviously. Right. I mean, is it going to say Quinn or Bai or Quinn or Gia Scott or somebody who they haven't given a ticket to gold to? Um I just, I was like, I get it. I love the idea that they want to use the pay-per-view to promote it. I I like that even though we don't have a women's match on this show with 11 matches, um, that's going to get a featured spot to talk about the women's tournament. I like that uh, because I think, I just don't want the whole thing on YouTube. Um, and I'm still afraid they're going to do that. But um, I just thought it was interesting that they booked that match for Quinn in two weeks, uh, which Quinn's going to win that match. Let's be honest. She's, she's getting into the tournament. 
and she should. I, I think she looked good against Angelina Love. I'm, I'm looking forward to her match with Mandy Leone, but um, yeah, yeah, come on. What are we doing here? Um, and also there is a, Matt Taven is hosting a, a apparently he has a talk show uh, segment. They made it seem like we all knew he did. I don't remember the last time he hosted one, if he did, but uh, he's going to, going to talk about their, follow the trend or something. I don't know. One of his something along the, yeah, the Taven's talk show. I don't know. Um, something follow the trend, something like that. So he's going to, so obviously something with him and the righteous, um, man, they booked 11 matches on this show and they can't figure out how to get Taven and Vinny on this show to end it. I mean, I'm, I've liked that view, but I'm ready for it to end. Like let's have the blow off and move them all on to other things. But apparently we're not going to get that. Maybe that comes on TV. Maybe maybe it goes all the way to Final Battle, like a two-year story. I like long-term storytelling, but there's some point where blow the thing off and move on. Um, so, But apparently something going on there. We move into the next match. That means I have the first pick. I try to remember the order we'd done after I had those little sidebars. Um <laughs> This is like the weirdest match on this show by far. The six-man tag titles are on the line. Shane Taylor Promotions, Shane Taylor, Moses, and Khan, and they have picked up um, O'Shea Edwards as an official member now as well, which I love, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does moving forward with with STP. But uh, they defend against Dalton Castle, <laughs> Draper, and Eli Isom. So... I believe my phrase that I used a month and a half month ago was Dalton kicked him in the ding dings. And, uh, but now he wants to team with them. Why? Like I, I don't. And, and I, I admit I've, I saw that castle had a promo on, I think it was week by week and I have not watched it. So maybe there's some storyline explanation there that I've missed so far. And I need to go back and see that. So anybody who's seen week by week, if it's explained better and it makes sense to you, I'm glad then that they did that. Until that point, this makes no sense. Um, why would Draper and Isom... I, I guess you could say that Draper and Isom would agree to this because they want a shot at a title, and that makes a little bit of sense. Um, they're young guys. They want to get their first belt, ring of honor, all of that kind of stuff. Isom looked awesome in the Survival of the Fittest tournament and especially his final um, battle... I don't mean to just, I don't, that's not the right word, but coming down to him and Bandito in the fine, in the finals as the last two, uh, he and Bandito were, were really, really strong together. I like the way they booked Isom for the most part. I'd like to see a little more character out of Eli Isom. I feel like the ring stuff has gotten good. Um, I won't call it great, but I'll call it really good. Um, and he's super young. So I think the, the sky's the limit. He's still working the character stuff. Flip side, Dak Draper, I think has the character stuff. And we saw in that pure title match that he had with Jonathan Gresham, he can go in the ring too. Um, so I wish they'd get a little more behind Draper at some point too. I, I kind of felt like he had his coming out party in the pure title match and they've done not a whole lot with him since then. So I don't know if that's the uh, one hour thing or not. I'm talking a lot about the challengers, but I don't think they have a shot in heck of winning these titles. Um, it would be stupid to put the, the six-man titles, not that they mean a ton in Ring of Honor, because they kind of just show up at pay-per-views. That's almost, and every once in a while you get a title defense on TV, but um, Shane Taylor is somebody that, again, they pushed really hard, and then I feel like just hasn't been around now for a while. Like, I haven't seen them on TV much other than when they handed the jacket to O'Shea Edwards, um, but Shane Taylor promotions has to keep the titles here, I think. I just can't see them putting them on this odd couple team, odd thruple, thruple. Is it a thruple? Uh, I like that odd thruple. The odd thruple. Yes, my pick is Shane Taylor Promotions as well. Uh, so th this current iteration of Ring of Honor, with uh, not being a touring uh, entity in just doing the TV tapings they've been doing, and now getting back to live fans, they're going to have fans again in. August at Glory by Honor. The, the big question is what does TV look like between the week after Best in the World and that show? They must have already taped it, or they'll be taping it after this in a bubble because they're one, one of the two, and I think it's gonna look like we've seen 
until glory by honor, I think it's going to look like we've seen. And then what Joe Koff said was they're on the road in August for glory by honor. They'll be on the road again in September. They'll be on the road, you know? So I think we're at least going to get TV tapings in front of crowds um, moving forward. But yeah, I agree. I think TV for the next month or so is going to be what we've seen. And, 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 and because of that, and again, I'm not bashing Ring of Honor. I think they've done it really, really well. And they've done it really, really smart. And they've cared for their their talents. And then they've also provided, you know, being very thoughtful to bring fans back. And I think we'll see that on, on Sunday night. It Having so many A talents and then B titles, they, they get caught up in this in this shuffle. And Shane Taylor promotions and the six-man ta- tag titles are something that you haven't been able to sink your teeth into by by uh just by default in that whole scenario. So it's unfortunate. And to, to your other comment too, they have to do a better job of pulling either the 15 second, 30 second snippet of the promo from week by week, if that's where it's happening to establish this match and give that to us on TV as a bumper in and out of a segment, because you can't just, I'm sorry. I don't think Ring of Honor can just assume fans are going to only, are going to watch everything that you're putting out. There's too much pro wrestling in the world right now and too much availability of it to go. You should watch our TV show on syndication every week because uh, we do we do watch parties and it's and it's on your local Sinclair broadcast if you have Sinclair. And also make sure you're tuning into us two or three times a week on YouTube uh, for, for these special things. They might think they're not asking a lot. I'm telling them whether they're hear me or not, but they are asking for a lot, right? So so if you want fans to care and be invested, you have to find a way to extend and overextend. So I guess I don't really – you're going to probably burn out some people if you're showing out week by week and you're showing out on TV if people are watching both. But I think the segment of the audience that's watching both is too small for that to really matter. Uh, I am interested to see the dynamic of Castle, Draper, and Isom. I think I care more about that than I care about this match because I do think, as I said, STP retains the titles. I hope that someone can come around. I'm not sure who, if that's one of the existing factions. Uh, it could be the righteous. If you're, you know, that would be a great spot for them to to hold these titles hostage uh, moving forward, uh, and 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 that would get them kind of off STP because I'd love to see Shane Taylor, much like I said with Brody King back in that world title picture uh, over the next six months. I don't think that we ever really got that uh, fully materialized uh, back to last to last fall and last last winter. I think, I, I, I talked a lot, and I'm really surprised we've talked as much about this match as we have, but, but it's because there's some dynamics in play. I think somehow, some way, Dalton gets screwed or something happens with Draper or Ison that Dalton walks out of them and that leads to the end because there's an issue between the three of them that continues. Uh, and, and maybe, and I thought, I thought it was going to be Draper castle, uh, but it could be Ison castle as well. Or it could be a combination of, of the three as we move forward into the next few months of whatever they book. Uh, and also if you would have told me December of last year that I would care as much about Dalton castle as I do now, I'd have been like, you gotta be crazy, but I actually do. I think he's one of the more interesting and renewed talents in ring of honor at this point yeah absolutely and um i I felt like i had something else to add in there and yep it's gone now if i did so um but that's okay uh yeah i agree i I am a little surprised we talked as much about that as we we probably wouldn't have guessed that had we said well we're gonna spend some time on this match and this match and this match but these will be real quick picks uh, I'm curious, uh, and I'm glad you get the, the chance to make the first pick on the next match. I mean, I think I know who you're going to pick to win it, but I'm curious to hear what you think about the next match, and that's the Ring of Honor pure title match between Jonathan Gresham and Mike Bennett uh, getting the pure title shot, who won the pure gauntlet that was on YouTube a couple of weeks back. Uh, I freely admit I have not watched that pure gauntlet, so uh, I can't remember now. I know there were a couple of names in there that he beat uh i think yehi was in it and and some others but uh i think it was actually, i think it was wheeler utah and cheeseburger i don't think yeah i don't think yehi was because yehi was on track to get the shot last week oh that that would make sense yeah not wouldn't yeah that wouldn't make sense for him to have been it yeah so back up to last weekend gresham gets his 10th defense 
or 10th win, something in the, I, I, I forgive me. Cause again, this crack research team here at two spot monkeys didn't make notes of what they heard or, 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 or listened to. I don't know why we keep paying these people. Exactly. Well, anyway, there was, there was emphasis on Gresham's victory over Yehi, which was a really good match, albeit really short. And as I mentioned earlier, I would have flip-flopped those on TV last week. Cause I don't think that they're promoting the pure title. They're promoting the pure division, but they're not promoting the pure title with the spot that I think that they should be considering how important it was in the fall when Ring of Honor rebooted. I do like that I think we're headed more towards that, but we'll see if that actually happens. The, the, the root of this match is, and they had been on commentary, so that added to kind of building to this match because, again, they were – and again, like we laughed about a week ago or so, and whether it was here or, or offline – you know, they had promoted Gresham versus Bennett, but they were still having Yehi versus Gresham on TV. They did a good job on TV saying, all right, Mike, well, you get the winner of this match. So at least in commentary, they weren't like, all right, well, it's already been set up that you're headed to the pay-per-view and you've got Gresham for sure. They they, they gave you the sense of mystery that the title was on the line. And Yehi was, was a very uh, noble and valid challenger in that. The two things here. Number one, Gresham, they're, they're, they're building. They, they need to continue to build the, the value of the pure title. He, he continues to say he's the face of the division. He's coming across a little bit cocky. He also told Mike Bennett he doesn't respect him at all. There was a backstage thing with Quinn, and so that's going to be an interesting piece here. Uh, but this goes back to, again, when Dak Draper had the shot. Dak Draper took Gresham to, to a limit. I won't say to the limit, but to a limit. So are these going to be like the stories that we find in these pure matches with Gresham that he has to kind of, you know, he's a, he's got a, got an attitude or an ego because of his feelings about how much of a pure wrestler he is and how much he values his, his division. And then he's going to find himself in deep waters, depending on the guys he's fighting because of that attitude coming in. So I'm actually really interested to watch this match. I think this is an opportunity for Mike Bennett, Bennett to, break out again again you shouldn't say he's, he needs to break out again but he really hasn't had a, a, a good in my opinion opportunity to really put his talents on display so this is actually under the radar to an extent even though it's a, a primary title um a, a match on paper that i'm really looking forward to seeing gresham retains i do think that ring of honor needs to do a better job of promoting the pure title on tv giving it the main event slot not the opening slot there's been a number of times this first half of the year january through early july where, where it's been on TV, but it's been the opener, not the main event. So um, I wonder if that will feed into the storyline and uh, the way that Gresham talks. Yeah, I think this is interesting. So I did pull up. Uh, so in that uh, gauntlet match, uh, Will Ferrara, Ryan Mooney, and Adrian Soriano from Primal Fear were all in it first, the first three. Then Bennett came in fourth. And uh, he also knocked out uh, the world-famous CB Cheeseburger, as you said, Joe Keys and PJ Black. Um, so maybe not as many big names as I thought were in it uh, originally. Um, and I had thought Yuta was in it too, but apparently um, he was not. Um, Yuta has been on AEW Dark uh, the last few weeks and, and is the, I believe he's still the independent, the IWTV independent wrestling champion. But uh, anyways, there, there's who he beat to get in there. Um, Bennett's one of those guys that has always been fine in the ring, but he's never just really clicked for me. Um, and I wanted to like him back when he first came into ring of honor as the prodigy, Mike Bennett, I, I really wanted, I, I kind of got into the character and I, I really wanted to like it and it just never clicked for me. And, and even in impact and, and I mean, a, a pretty forgettable WWE run for him, unfortunately, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just never clicked for me. So I, I'm interested to see this match because I agree with you. I think that story of Gresham almost, I don't want to say underestimating his opponents, but maybe a little bit or not respecting them at least, uh, but then earning them earning his respect is is interesting. It's just what do you do with it after that? And like with Draper, I don't know that we followed up on that as well as we could have. Um, you know, I, I've been waiting, honestly, for Mike Bennett to turn on Matt Taven since he came back. Um, I feel like, I don't know, maybe I just watched too much pro wrestling. Um, and, I, and I think that's always going to happen. But like when, when Bennett got laid out in the back, I was like, ah, he didn't really get laid out. He pretended to be laid out. And then he's going to come out and try to save Taven and kick him in the face or something. I don't know. Um, so there's there's more story for Bennett. 
with the OGK and, and assumingly with the righteous, since that apparently is the feud that will never end. Um, so he's not winning the pure title. Uh, I, 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 I'm not sure who wins the pure title from Jonathan Gresham, to be honest with you down the road. Maybe it is Fred Yehi. Uh, if they sign him, I, I think he's got a chance to come back and get another shot in the future and, and be that person, but it's not Mike Bennett. I, I'm pretty, pretty sure of that. This is, this is a pretty high confidence pick. Uh, Gresham wins, you know, it seemed at one point like they were grooming Gresham to eventually become the ROH world champion, and they may still be doing that. Uh, I don't quite have that same, like, oh, yeah, 100%, he's going to be the guy who takes the belt off Roosh, which at one point I would I would have felt that way. I'd have felt that way. I don't know that I 100% feel that way, and might talk about that again a little bit here. Um, but uh, Gresham wins this match. Let's just leave it at that, and, and we'll see where they go from here. Um, interesting though, that with all of the faction warfare stuff going on, Gresham, who seems to be the leader of the foundation, isn't fighting anybody from LFI or Violence Unlimited. Just, I don't know, a little bit strange the way that, that played itself out. Well, and, uh, and that I think speaks back to the whole perception and the reality of how he views this division. He's said point blank, I am the face. I am the leader. This is my division. It's bigger than the factions. It's bigger than those issues. Again, whether they told that well or not, that's how it comes across to me. And, and the way the faction warfare is played out, I mean, Kenny King here would have made some sense if you would have built him into a pure title challenger. I don't know. Um, he doesn't seem to have a match. So, um, although I, I have wondered if they were keeping King. Um, nope, never mind. That wouldn't have made sense either. Forget I just said that. Moving on. Um, to the World TV title match. Uh, Tony Deppen, I almost typed this the wrong way, actually. I don't know why. Um, maybe it was clairvoyant or something, but I almost typed this the flip way of Dragon Lee as champion defending against Tony Deppen. That is not the case. It's Tony Deppen as champion defending against Dragon Lee. This should be good. Um, I know I've liked Deppen a little bit more than you have late, um, since he's been Ring of Honor. Um, I, I do think Tony Deppen is... Oh boy, not a promo guy. Um, not a promo guy. I've liked him in the ring. Uh, Dragon Lee, one of the best in the world right now. I, I don't know that that's, I, I guess it's arguable because anybody can have their own opinion, certainly. For me, Dragon Lee is one of those guys who, when I see him on a card, I'm like, I'm interested in that match. I, whoever he's wrestling, I'm interested in that match. Um, so I am definitely interested in this match. I think it's going to be really good. Obviously, you have Violence Unlimited versus LFI, so you've got the faction warfare kind of stuff going on. Um, I think Dragon Lee gets the belt back here. Um, I think he he never lost it in the first place. You know, it got lost when when he had to miss the shows. But I think Lee gets the title back here. I think Dragon Lee as TV champion just works for me. And I think Dragon Lee, um, it, it, the other piece, frankly, um, and Deppen's been very open about this publicly, Tony Deppen is not under a Ring of Honor contract of any kind. Um, and gutsy for Ring of Honor for putting the belt on him in the first place. Um, so obviously they feel that he's, you know, a stand-up guy, and he, and he certainly has shown to be. I mean, he hasn't done anything crazy or, or not showed for Ring of Honor or all of the indie-rific things that can happen in, in wrestling. Um Dragon Lee's under contract, and I just think that helps, too, um, in case anything happens. Deppen's not under contract. So there's nothing that says Deppen can't show up on AEW or show up in wherever. Uh, I think Dragon Lee wins wins the title back, probably some sort of shenanigans. I kind of hope not. I'd rather a clean win, um, but I'm always a fan of more clean wins on pay-per-view. Do your shenanigans to build your pay-per-view, but um, Dragon Lee gets the win in what I hope is a really good match. I, I agree with the pick. Dragon Lee it is. Uh, I think that it's the right move to make. Nothing against Tony Deppen. You are correct, though. Tony Deppen is not on my radar as high as you, and that's okay. Uh, Sammy Guevara was once in that spot as well. So uh, prove, prove that you can come around. Yeah, I was not as high on Sammy. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, this is going to be good. I I didn't mention this earlier when I talked about like the matches I'm most looking forward to in ring, but I do believe this will deliver. Uh, and I am also a fan of your opinion of hopefully there's not fluky outside stuff. I also think that, you know, there's going to be a very clear line in the sand and we're, we still have to talk a few more matches about who and which factions have 
certain spots, for lack of a better term. We just talked about Gresham. He'll retain. That's the foundation's bread and butter. LFI gets this title back. A couple more titles to talk about. I think that's going to help to kind of, I don't want to say reestablish by any means, but redraw some lines uh, for kind of dominance, for lack of a better term. I think it's interesting the way you just prefaced that because it's going to make me interested in your next pick specifically, although the main event as well. Um, but the the match that kind of got added under the radar on week by week um, is a fight without honor for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. Tracy Williams and Rhett Titus defending against Dickinson and Homicide. I assume this got they waited to announce this because they were hundred waiting to see was Tracy Williams going to be cleared. Um, because of course, Tracy Williams about a month ago, maybe a little bit longer, got hit by a car as insane as that sounds. Um, thankfully, you know, okay, obviously okay enough to be cleared. It seems to be working here. They didn't, uh, didn't say anything about anybody having to fill in for him or anything like that. Everybody else in the foundation has a match on this show. So, um, hopefully Williams is cleared. I, I think he is. I do think it's interesting. And Tom, you have the first pick on this, I know, but I do think it's interesting. Uh, they talk a lot about rankings and you got to be in the top three of the rankings and, you know, to get a title shot and all of that. And, and again, I'd have to go back and look at week by week. They probably put Dickinson and homicide in at three or something. Dickinson and homicide have one tag team match since violence unlimited came in. And that was on, um, I believe it was on week by week uh, or YouTube. Anyways, they beat Dan Housen and PCO and Colin and Moses in a three-way uh, just uh, back on June 29th. So just a couple of weeks, a week ago, even. So interesting. I mean, storyline wise, it makes sense for them to have this tag title shot, but then you also talk about the rankings thing and yeah, you gotta be careful when you're telling all these stories, but uh, fight without honor, Tom, what are you thinking here? So outside of the flip and EC3 match, this is my kind of like, it's going to be low confidence. Uh, that being said, I do think that the move I'm going to pick if they make this move in reality is the right move. Uh, Dickinson Homicide is my pick. I think Violence Unlimited gets a boost with not only Brody King winning earlier in the show uh, or depending on how these matches play out. And then this match getting Violence Unlimited gold. Uh, the stiff makes it perfect. Fight Without Honor. I think we're a little too early with Fight Without Honor for these two factions. That being said, I, I do think you can finagle your way into it. Uh, it's It's been a little chaotic, but maybe not as chaotic as a Fight Without Honor yet in my perspective, and with the history of Ring of Honor as well and how these matches have played out. But it makes sense. It makes perfect sense to make that gimmick be what costs the foundation. They're outside of their element, no pure rules at play, even though it was ironic, I believe, that, that by winning and defending the belts a few weeks back, then all of their matches could be pure rules the rest of the way. And here we go, the next opportunity, and it's not pure rules. Don't don't put your opponents at a disadvantage and favor you, which you have the right to do. You're actually catering to their potential sweet spot. Just again, you go back to that. Got to be careful how you're telling these stories and, and, and making everything work. This is one of those spots where it's a little bit iffy. And again, it got added very, very late in, in, the, in, the, in the game. So I wonder about Tracy's health. And I wonder if this is Tracy gets taken out early because he really isn't cleared medically. And it's, you know, Rep Titus, the professional, gets to really demonstrate his heart. But in the end, it's just, it's too much. So Dickinson and Homicide are my pick. Not incredibly confident. Um, it's going to be low on the confidence point meter. But I do think big picture, it makes sense to give them titles boost up violence unlimited, especially because you're pulling the title away from Depp in, in our picks uh, and what I think will happen in reality too. Yeah. And, and you just nailed it on the head, Tom. I mean, we would, we would crucify WWE for this. So we got to take ring of honor to task board as well. Um, logic gap, massive logic gap in booking this match from a, from a, if you didn't have that piece where you had Williams and, and Titus saying, uh, and the foundation saying from here on forward, our tag titles defenses are going to be pure rules. Then doing a no DQ or I, that I would rather call this a no DQ than a fight without honor, because I agree with you. Traditionally ring of honor fight without honors have been to end the, it's the end all be all. This ends the long running feud, long running issue between two parties. Um, we're not there yet. I, I could down the road see some sort of a three-way fight without honor with all three factions 
I mean, that could be a cluster to watch, but I, that could have made sense to me down the road. Doing a fight without honor where clearly the faction warfare is not coming to an end on, on Sunday. I mean, I, I don't think anybody thinks that's happening. Um, is a little bit early. So I wish they would have just said no DQ or something like that. Not, I realize it's the same thing. That's fair. But the phrasing fight without honor, I just think means something in real honor. And yeah, they're kind of throwing it away here a little bit. Um, but yeah, massive logic gap to have them say all of our title matches are going to be pure title. And then, like you said, they just give Dickinson and Homicide a fight without honor. Like, why would you do that? Those two are crazy. They love to throw weapons at you and smash you over the head with things. Like, so I, I think the only way that works is if it's, well, the foundation maybe got a little too arrogant. Um, and said, well, that's fine. We can beat you in your own kind. So sure, fight without honor. We're going to do it. And it comes back to bite him in the butt. Um, obviously, if you've been, and I know you have been watching our uh, our fantasy wrestling league, I picked Homicide up. So clearly I think something's afoot, um, or at least hope there is from that standpoint. Um, so Homicide and Dickinson are my pick as well. Honestly, since they came in as Violence Unlimited at the anniversary show, in my head, I've thought Dickinson and Homicide will win the tag titles here at some point um, to give Violence Unlimited some credibility. They seemed right away because they did enter the ring together as well. And that night, they seemed to be a little bit of the tag team of the faction. So um, I, I think Dickinson's got a world of potential. And if if he signed to Ring of Honor, and I don't think he is, I haven't heard, they haven't made any announcement that Chris Dickinson has signed with Ring of Honor. Um I think Dickinson's got a, a bright future um, wherever he wants to be. But Dickinson is also somebody that's been known to kind of march to the beat of his own drum as far as he's going to work where he wants to work. So that might be why he's not under contract, too. He may not want to be under contract. Um, I think Dickinson's got a huge future, though, in singles matches as well. But for now, I think a tag title run with Homicide. Um, Chris Dickinson and Homicide versus the Briscoes down the road just sounds like a lot of fun. There's a whole lot of story you could tell with Homicide and the Briscoes from their past. Dickinson, I'm sure, has faced the Briscoes at some point, um, somewhere. I'd have to look that up. But um, but that's future booking. We can get to that at some point. Dickinson and Homicide. So I think it's interesting, Tom. Ten matches in. We got one match to go. We only have one match that we differ on, and that's PCO and Danhausen versus the Bouncers. I didn't wow. think that would be the case. I really didn't. <laughs> right. I really thought we would have differed somewhere else. Um, and and I don't think either one of us would be totally shocked if we were wrong on that match either, because it's certainly a opener. Um, your, your rationale made a lot of sense, but um, I don't think you'd be just stunned if the bouncers won either. So, um, so it comes down to the 11th match. And I have to admit, this is the match, Tom, as obviously I knew we were going to be doing uh, these pickums. I have waffled so much on this match. <laughs> Um, back and forth. And yes, it is my first pick. Okay. So I didn't want to jump in front of you if it was yours. And I kind of wish you had the first pick, Tom, to be honest, but uh, Roosh and Bandito for the Ring of Honor world title. Bandito won Survival of the Fittest, which gets him this shot there. Um, so Bandito wasn't in the world title rankings, but they told a story as to how they got to this point. I'm good with that. Um, you gave it a reason why he was going to get this title shot. Kudos to you, Tom, for calling uh two weeks ago that Bandito or that they would make that decision that the survival of the fittest winner was going to get the shot at best in the world and that it would be Bandito. I think we both had Bandito winning it, but um, so kudos to you. You called that before they announced it and uh, made a lot of sense. This match is going to be awesome. <laughs> I, without question, the match I'm looking forward to most on the show. Um, anybody who's listened to this podcast for any length of time, uh, knows I've loved Bandito since he's come into Ring of Honor. Um, I think they have underutilized Bandito in some ways. Some of that was out of their control as far as getting in and out of the country, and then Bandito was sick with COVID. He's been public about that, um, and it, it sounds like really took him quite a while to to get over it and recover. So I'm glad that he's recovered. I'm glad that he's back um, as a human being, more than even the fact that I love him as an in-ring wrestler, I'm glad that he's recovered uh, from his bout with, with COVID. This is going to be great. <laughs> um, and, 
and it goes, I, I can, here's why I can go both ways with it, Tom. I've had that feeling for a long time. I talked about it a little bit ago that, I, that Jonathan Gresham would be the one to beat Roosh because I think that certainly looked to be the feud you were building towards like, and, and would Gresham end up being the pure champ and ring of honor world champ? I think you and I both could would have pegged. Maybe that was going to be the best in the world main event. In fact, we probably predicted that at some point along the way. Clearly we're not doing that here. Could be the final battle main event, but Hey, we've predicted it for so long. It's kind of like, when does Adam page get a shot in AEW? Um, so on that level, I would pick Roosh. On the other side, it's the first show back in front of fans. I think you could really um, give Ring of Honor a shot of, wow, what's going on there? You know, anything can happen, blah, 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 all of that, by flipping the title here and going to Bandito as the world champ. Um, sometimes you look ahead to future bookings, and that can tell you something. Uh, they have booked Bandito and... Ray Horace, I believe, in a tag team match with Roosh and Dragon Lee. Um, again, sign me up for that match as well over SummerSlam weekend. Um, in fact, I believe head-to-head with SummerSlam, that match is happening. Um, so that's just more shows I have to watch when I get back from my trip back to Illinois that weekend that will uh, will delay things. But, uh, yeah, the tag team match tells me nothing. <laughs> so um, because Bandito is the new world champion, that could be a tag team match, and Roosh is still the world champion because he – probably cheats to beat Bandito um, if he wins. Yeah, okay, so you tell me nothing with that tag match. Thanks, Ring of Honor. Didn't help me at all here. I want to be clear before you make your pick. I've already written my pick down, so my pick is on paper here on this end. I'm not going to change no matter what you say. And I, and I and I appreciate what you said, and I have some great things that I think to respond to once you make your pick. I... As if I wanted to make it any harder for you. I just wanted to be right. transparent with our listeners and transparent in our competition. Well, and I'm glad that you've made your decision because I still haven't made mine. <laughs> but um, uh, in the interest of time, because we you know, we could be here all day while I waffle on this, Roosh is going to be my pick. I think Roosh, there's shenanigans because Roosh doesn't win without shenanigans, unfortunately. I wish he would, but he doesn't. I think there's shenanigans and I think we... I don't think this is Bandito's last shot, and I do think Bandito is a future Ring of Honor World Champion. I just don't think it's this Sunday. I won't be shocked if I'm wrong on this. There's going to be low confidence because I could see either way, but I'm going Roosh. Roosh is my pick as well. I actually see Bandito uh, coming out incredibly strong of this. I think Mm -hmm. actually because of the Dragon Lee potential move that Bandito goes and eventually gets the Ring of Honor TV title. Uh, and that's and that's, that that, first, yeah. and that's how that tag match is kind of that's the path we go. Um, even though I think Roosh and Benito, the issue still continues to build. I don't think it, it ends here by any means. They I have no problem with two year long feuds, Tom. So we could see this until twenty twenty three. Precisely. Yeah, I don't see that they have to. They Ring of Honor have to give the fans a moment on Sunday. I think they're going to give them a lot of moments, but I don't think they have to give them a world title spot or shot change. Whatever you know what I'm saying. No matter, even though I think that could blow the roof off of the venue if they chose to do it, uh, I think that you don't lose anything with fans by having Roosh win dirty. He's a heel. You want to keep him strong. And now that you're going to do that and have an actual crowd reaction, that's going to make them want to come back and, and then eventually spend more money when Bandito gets another opportunity at Roosh down the road. The other only other thing I'll say on this is if this match, if we come back next week and we do a quick recap on this show, and this is not the match that it was the best match of the night, and something did not go according to plan. Or, or someone or someone outperformed these two, which I would say it's more the former than the latter. But who knows? But this, these two should have carte blanche to just go bananas on Sunday. And this should be in not just the Ring of Honor uh, spectrum, but across – the North American landscape, one of the better matches uh, that's happened in 2021, in my opinion. So there are times where, um, and especially with fantasy wrestling league and other things where I'll be watching a match and I'll be on my computer a little bit too, but I'm watching it, but I'm still, you know, working on results or working on trivia for my trivia business or something. I can tell you right now, the computer will be closed when this match starts. It'll be set over on the desk next to me, hundred percent focus on reaching bandito. Um, so there we go. One difference out of 11 matches. That's kind of insane. Um, but 
but fun because it means we're, you know, 11 matches. The other chance we could have is somebody could just be buried after one show if we were very different. And uh, that's not going to happen. We're going to have a one match difference between us. Um, no matter what happens, I was going to say one of us would be undefeated, but that's not at all guaranteed. We could, we could both be wrong on some of these matches too. Uh, last question, because uh, we're going we're to wrap it up here, Tom, but last question for you, just a yes or no, or if you want to expand on it, certainly fine. Do we see anybody appear in Ring of Honor? Do we see a, a debut or a return at Best in the World? Somebody new showing up? Whether it's new or returning, the answer right. is yes. I have no idea who, but I'm excited. I, th I think you'd be foolish to not. To not yep. bring someone and get the crowd response. Again, we don't we didn't talk about AEW, but a great way of doing that happened this past Wednesday night. So yeah, a we'll, phenomenal we'll, way. I mean, yeah, just kudos, yeah. kudos, kudos. Yeah, we'll um, come back to that next week for sure, and and we'll have more to talk about then because again, they'll have another week of TV under their belt by that point too. So, I hope I hope there is certainly. I think I agree with you. I think they'd be if there's any chance for them to do it. I, I think they should. Um, you know, not somebody like a Matt Cardona or anything like that either. Like, make it matter. Um, Matt Cardona goes into the Flip Gordon column for me. Um, that could be another conversation for another podcast sometime. Bro, uh, Broski. Right, Broski. Um, I hope, and you'll know what I'm saying by this, I'll just hope that next week we get to say that honor is awesome. I hope. I don't know. I have nothing that tells me that. I just, you and I have hoped for that for about a year, though, too. So, um, all right. Well, Tom, anything else for Ring of Honor or any other? No, very excited for this show this weekend. Hope that I get a chance to watch it live. And I, I hope that you are able to stay spoiler free as you plan to watch it on Monday. And I look forward to coming back next week. We'll have this. We'll have Money in the Bank preview. Lots of AEW and, and NXT to talk about. It's fun time to be a wrestling fan. And again, AEW did a great uh, thing by showing us what it was like to get back in front of fans. I think Ring of Honor, the bar is set now for what we'll see on Sunday night. Can't wait. Yeah, man, that crowd was awesome on Wednesday night for AEW. So I hope they're that way this Sunday. I think they will be. No streamers at the pay-per-view. Did you see that on, on social media, Tom? I didn't. It's all good. If you're, if, if you're upset about that and you're not there to watch wrestling, you're probably going to the wrong show. Very good. Uh, and that's a great show. Thanks for the informative listen on a Friday morning. Have a great weekend. You have a great weekend as well, Annette. Everybody else, have a great weekend, too. Enjoy the pay-per-view if you're watching it this weekend. And uh, join us next week when we'll uh, recap this and, like Tom said, talk about a whole bunch of other stuff um, as well. So we will talk to you soon. Everybody, be safe. Have a great weekend. Take care.